2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Now, this morning we started a message on the faithfulness of God. And our text passage from this morning was very familiar uh, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Uh, but God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. And so we looked this morning at God's faithfulness uh, in temptation. And I had a good time with that. And I hope you got some help out of it uh, because He's very faithful tonight. And we, uh, I want you to understand something tonight. I, I, uh, even as long as I was, I didn't even deal with my introduction this morning. Some of y'all can't believe that. Uh, but, you know, God is faithful. Uh, Revelations 19, you know, the Bible said, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him who was uh, upon him was called Faithful and True. Talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's his name. Is faithful tonight. Uh, and in everything, you can believe and trust uh, that God is faithful. First Kings chapter 8, he said, Blessed be the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel, According to all that he promised, there not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, uh, his servant. And God's just faithful. And I don't know any other way to say that tonight. Uh, so we looked about him being faithful in our uh, temptation. But I'm going to ask you to stand tonight while we read the text, uh, if you would, tonight. One verse again, just like this morning, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, look in verse 13, first, or 2 Timothy 2 uh, and verse 13. The Bible said, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. You can be seated tonight. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us while we might preach tonight for just a little while. I pray that you'd give us clarity of mind, hinder Satan uh, from this service tonight. I pray that you would stir in heart and do a work that I cannot do this evening. And Lord, that we would leave out of here uh, better than what we come in. Uh, that we would go out and be willing and that to uh, serve you outside these four walls uh, and live holy and righteous before a perverted nation tonight. God, I ask and pray whatever the need may be. There may be somebody here that's lost. I, that should never be saved. I pray tonight would be their night uh, to move and come and trust you. Maybe somebody here tonight that is struggling. Uh, Lord, they're, they're really just struggling tonight. And you know the need. And I pray you'd move upon our heart and do something for them. Lord, we won't take in it. We love you. Help us while we preach. Touch us and on us afresh. And that from heaven, and we'll give you the glory. Save that sinner's nearest to you. For these things in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen uh, and amen. Uh, as we come to this passage of Scripture now, uh, notice what he said in verse 11. Let's back up a couple of verses. And the Apostle Paul said, It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. <coughs> if we deny him... He also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny uh, himself. 
Uh, let me say tonight that quickly that uh, there are those who don't believe uh, and trust in the Lord. Uh, there's unsaved people tonight and they're just not only unsaved, uh, but they've not believed and nor do they plan to believe. And I know God can work on people's hearts tonight. And let me say this, through all, though we have so many scoffers and Bible deniers tonight, uh, that does not change the faithfulness of, uh, of God. Uh, it does not matter who says what. It does not matter who thinks what. Uh, God is always faithful. God's Word is always true. Amen. Uh, and God's Word is always right. But I'll be honest with you tonight, I don't believe that's what he's talking about tonight. Because in verses 11, 12, and 13, uh, I believe he's talking about saved people. Uh, he said, "If it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. The Apostle Paul says, we and we, if we suffer, we shall reign. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Uh, can I ask us tonight, how many times uh, have me and you failed uh, uh, to believe God? Uh, how many times have our faith uh, uh, got weak? How many times uh, uh, has our faith got us in a place that uh, uh, really maybe we didn't have weak faith, but we had no faith? Uh, you, remember, you remember that if you find through the Bible with the Lord Jesus, uh, uh, you'll find that he talked about three types of faith. Uh, he talks about weak faith, little faith. Uh, he talks about no faith. Uh, and he talks about great faith. Where do you fit in tonight? Where's your faith at tonight in the Lord Jesus? But notice right here, he said in the text verse, the Apostle Paul did, If we believe not, yet he abide faithful, he cannot deny himself. Hey, listen, maybe you're in a spot or a time of doubting. Have you ever doubted God? Uh, uh, listen, I've doubted God. Uh, I, I think if you've been saved any at all, uh, uh, listen, any time at all, you've probably doubted God uh, uh, along this way. I hope you haven't. Uh, uh, but listen, friend, I'm going to tell you, uh, there's been times in life that I've even doubted uh, whether I've got saved or not. There have been times uh, that I've wondered if I've done it right. Uh, did I mean it right? Did I, did I say the right thing? Uh, uh, did I pray the right thing? I uh, uh, and I mean, I wondered whether I'd got saved. But notice what it said. If we believe not, yet he abide faithful, he cannot deny himself. I talked to somebody just here recently and had a discussion on that and listened to them talk and talked about believing that you could lose your salvation. But yet God had remained faithful all them years, even though they weren't sure about things. God was faithful. Well, I'm glad in the midst of it all, God is. So let me encourage you tonight that if you're not saved, you need to get saved. Now, God's faithful to save you. Amen. If you come to get saved, need to get saved, God's faithful to save. Amen. He'll never turn anybody away. And you need to understand that tonight. But there's one thing that I want you to get a hold of tonight. If you come wanting to get saved and believe and knew that you were lost, knowing that He could save you and you ask Him to, I believe He'll do it tonight. Amen. I believe He'll do it. And so sometimes there is that lack of faith. Just because we don't believe don't mean God won't keep His Word. Just because we're struggling in our faith does not mean God won't keep His Word. Jeremiah chapter 20 
You remember what Jeremiah said over there? I mean, he was going through such a struggle uh, uh, and such a time. I, I mean, man, he was being ridiculed. He was being made fun of. I, I, listen, he was put in stocks. I, I, he had been dropped at one time I, I, down in the pit. I, I, he was up to mire here. I, I, and the Bible said in Jeremiah chapter 20 and verse 8, he said, For since I spake, I, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, I, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me I, and a derision I, daily. He said, Every day I preached. I, Every day I told of the word of God, but yet they made fun of me. They reproached me. I was in derision every day. And then here's what he said. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. One of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. Here he is, and he's going, I'm not going to say nothing else about God. That's kind of a rough time to be in, ain't it? Would we be willing to admit to ourselves that there's sometimes we get in rough times in believing and trusting God? Now, he was being persecuted for the Word of God. I've never been persecuted for the Word of God, as far, not as far as I know. But listen, not for the gospel's sake. Now, it's probably coming because people do not like the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they will hate us for his name's sake. But listen, Jeremiah, he was preaching and telling them the truth. And they did not want to hear the truth. And the longer you tell the truth and people turn away and turn away, it'll make you wonder about some things. But you know what Jeremiah went on to say? But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Hey, listen, I, one day he said, I'm not going to say nothing. I, I'm not going to preach. I, I'm not going to tell what he's told me to tell. And boy, the next day it began to work up in him I, and the next day it began to burn in him until eventually he just had to say, what God had him to say. He said in the text verse, if we believe not yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. You may doubt what God has done or can do. Can I tell you something that I have seen God move for me personally? I've told you all a lot of stories about my prayer life and what I've seen God do for me personally. You do have a prayer life, don't you? You do pray, don't you? I was talking to Brother Brian the other day, and I'm gonna, I, I think it's okay to, uh, to tell this. Uh, he was telling me, you know, they broke ground, him and Miss Elizabeth broke ground on a new house. And he said, I also signed papers to build four more chicken houses. He said, you need to pray for me. Amen. He says, I've got a place on the farm that I go down there and I pray and I talk to the Lord about some things. I'm going to tell you, you need to get you a place like Brother Brian's got. You don't have to have it on the farm, but you go down and you find your place and you begin to talk to God. I've watched God move for me over and over and over again. As I studied this message, I thought about that time when Kelly was in the hospital. And, and, and I mean, we, I, we were, and you have to know what was going on in our home during that time. She'd been sick and uh, I remember her sitting in the recliner and I was sitting on the couch and the doctor said she needs to go to the hospital and uh, we're going to have to call the ambulance to come and get her. And uh, I, I, remember, uh, I remember making that call for the ambulance to come and get her, take her to the hospital. And from that time forward, 
I was really praying hard. And boy, the more I prayed, the more it just seemed like God was saying, it'll be all right. And, and some of y'all know this, and, and I would sit there and pray, and God would say, it'll be all right. He was trying to send me grace. I don't know what he was doing for her at that time, but I know what he was trying to do for me. He was trying to send me grace and comfort, and he was telling me it would be okay. And in the front of my mind, I was hearing, uh, it'll be okay. It's going to be all right. And in the back of my mind, I, I was going, is this really the Lord? I, or am I trying to make this up to make myself feel better? You know, he said, if we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. I thought about Elijah when I studied this. Take your Bible and go to the book of 1 Kings chapter 8. 18, excuse me. 1 Kings chapter 18. We'll skip along in it here between it and chapter 19. And you find the story, I think it was somewhere around chapter 16, Elijah steps out on the scene. Israel's in a mess. I mean, they're sinning, they're bell worshiping and everything else. And in chapter 17, you'll find that Elijah comes to Ahab and says, It ain't going to rain according to my word. And so then Elijah goes and the Lord sent him down by the brook Cherith. And it was by the brook Cherith that Elijah was going to be fed and find something to drink. You come on in the latter part of chapter 17, the brook dries up and God sends him up to Zarephath and that to be fed uh, by a widow woman. Do you realize that down by the brook uh, that morning and evening he sent ravens to drop meat uh, and bread so that he could eat <coughs> when the brook dried up? He sent him to Zarephath uh, and sent him to a widow woman's home uh, uh, that had enough meal and enough oil uh, and that to make a little cake for her and her son uh, and then they were going to eat it and die. <coughs> and he said just make a cake for me first uh, and he said that 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 meal barrel or that oil that that crucible will not run dry uh, all the days of the famine, and we know that's what happened. If I ain't mistaken, I believe if uh, we read this story, uh, you'll find out that even after all that, after that God uh, provided through the meal barrel and the crucible, what a miracle in itself. Listen, it was empty. And every time they went over there and pulled the top off that meal barrel, there was enough to get something out to make a little cake. Every time. Every time. Now stay with me. God, He's fed him by the ravens. He gave him something to drink by the brook. He's feeding him by a widow woman. This widow woman's son uh, dies uh, and he raises him from the dead. Chapter 18, he goes and he meets with Ahab. They gather all the children of Israel up on Mount Carmel. They rebuild the altar of God. Well, first they get in a contest and see who's going to be God. And I mean from morning to evening they cry on Baal and Baal does not answer by fire. And we find that late in the afternoon about the time of the evening sacrifice that Elijah repairs the altar of God on Mount Carmel, prays 63 words and fire falls from heaven. He goes a little further after that, after he kills all the prophets of Baal and prophets of the grove, he goes a little further on Mount Carmel and he begins to pray that it might rain. And it rains. 
Verse 44, chapter 18, it came to pass at the seventh time. Now he's kept on praying, you see. That he said, Behold, there's a little... Now this is his servant coming back to Elijah. There arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, send Ahab, prepare, Ahab, prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And he came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. You need to remember that. Okay? Because of chapter 19, what's fixing to happen. And he girded his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. He outrun him there. So what, preacher? Uh, he's prayed that it might not rain, and it did not rain. James said it didn't rain for the space of three years and six months. Lord Jesus says the same thing. Uh, you'll find that God fed him by the ravens and down by the brook of Cherith. You'll find that he fed him over there at the widow woman's house when they had nothing to eat, God supplied. You'll find that he raised her child from the dead. Uh, you'll find that he gets over on Mount Carmel and God answers by fire because he prayed and asked him to. Uh, you'll find out that he prayed that it might rain uh, and it did rain. Would you say that God heard Elijah? Would you say that God has moved for Elijah? Would you say that God has proved Himself faithful to Elijah? I would say so. Amen. Can I ask you how many times has God proved Himself faithful to us tonight? Many times. Well then look in chapter 19. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. What all has God been faithful with Elijah? I've told you. Here he is on the run. And he has become so depressed and so despondent that he's run out in the wilderness, got along by himself, sat down under a juniper tree and said, God, you might as well just kill me. And he said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. I want to show you how faithful God is. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Didn't say get up. Didn't say get up and go back into town. Didn't say get up and start acting like a man. He didn't chide with him or any of those things. He said, Arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. He wasn't going nowhere, was he? And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him. I can see him, boys, he's kicking him over there. You've got to get up. And said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights and to whore up the mount of God. 
He went from the very northern part of Israel uh, all the way to the southern part. When you get down to Horeb, the mountain of God down there, uh, and you know if you read the rest of this story, you'll find out that he gets in a cave. God was faithful to Elijah. <coughs> Elijah had seen God move. God, Elijah had watched God work in his life and do great things. And we find that the hand of God was on Elijah in verse 46. But now he is in a place to where he's all by himself. I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. Have you ever been in a place to where you have doubted God? Wonder why we are where we are. Wonder how I got to where I am. Wonder what's going on. Listen, I've seen him move more than what I could ever imagine simply because I asked him to move. I mean, you all know. I'll do this for the sake of people that's here don't know. That's a copy of a Christmas card. I put the original up. I was afraid I might lose it. I mean, that's a copy of a Christmas card from Miss Tammy over at the nursing home. When your preacher felt so bad, when I was so far down, wondering whether I needed to even go over there and preach to them people or not, wonder if I was doing any good, whether I was a blessing to anybody. I said, Lord, would you just let somebody tell me that I'm a blessing to them, I, uh, that I'm a help to them, and I'll never forget uh, that, that, that guitar case as I was headed out the door, and I, and, I, and I remember telling the Lord on the way out the door, nobody told me that I was a blessing to them today. What am I even doing here? And when I first walked in the door, she'd give me that Christmas card. And I just slid it in my Bible and didn't pay no never mind to it. And she said, Dear Mark and Kelly, I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Mark, you have been a blessing to me. You preach some good services. You are a blessing to me. I held it in my hand the whole time, just didn't realize it. Now, ain't that like the Lord? Ain't that just like the Lord? Say, well, preacher, he, uh, you know, he, he should have scolded you for that, for you uh, feeling the way you felt. Maybe he should have, but I'm going to tell you what he done. He was faithful to me to help me uh, uh, and to get me through that spot over there uh, uh, to where I didn't know whether I was really coming or going, uh, whether I needed to be there or not. And here sits Elijah, and I know it's far worse than what I had, uh, but listen right here. Here he sits in the cave. And you know what? God just didn't leave him in the cave. And the Bible said right here that there was a, a great uh, strong wind rent the mountains and break it in pieces and rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the inner end of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? He did not move when the wind came. He did not move when the earthquake came. He did not move when the fire came. He moved when that voice was heard. Ain't you glad the Lord will come by and speak to your heart? You know, a lot of times we're looking for the big things when really it's the little thing that we need to know. I'm talking about God being faithful. Even when we don't believe. Even when we don't trust like we should. Even when we're worried, uh, we worry ourselves to death. 
We get like the father in Mark chapter 9 and the Bible said, uh, you remember he brought his son over there to the Lord uh, uh, to have that devil cast out. Uh, uh, you know what the Lord said and straightway the father cried out and said, well, he said, if you'll just believe it can happen. Uh, and here the father, he cries out and said with tears, Lord, uh, I believe, help thou my unbelief. He said, I believe, uh, but help my unbelief. How many of us has ever been there? We've trusted for salvation. We've seen God move before, but yet we struggle to believe God. He will what? He will not. I love the way the Apostle Paul worded this. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Remember what I preached our last Sunday on the body of Christ. We're part of him. He cannot deny himself. And he will not deny you. Take your Bible tonight and go to the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. I'm going to get ready to close. I'll try not to be like the Apostle Paul. Was it in the book of Philippians? I think he said, finally, brethren, I think he said that about three or four times, you know. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 10. <coughs> Let us, let's look in verse 23. Hebrews 10 verse 23. He's faithful in temptation. He's faithful when we don't believe. He's faithful. Well, then number three, he's faithful in salvation. He said in verse 23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he is faithful that promised. He said, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. You know why I know I'm saved tonight? Because he's faithful. He's faithful. I'm only kept in him tonight because he's faithful. I'm not kept because of me. I'm not secure because of me. I, I'm secure because of him tonight. It says what? Let's hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. You know what it means to waver? That's where we kind of get that word wave at. Ain't that what waving is? What's that mean? To move one way to another. It means to fluctuate. But it means to have an unsettled opinion. It means to be undetermined. You know one of the worst places you can be in your life is to be undetermined about your salvation. I preached on that here off and on uh, here lately in about six months to a year. Uh, listen, if, if, if you're undetermined, if you don't know, uh, that's a miserable place to be. You don't know what to do. Now I said a few minutes ago, if you come and you receive Christ and you trusted Him, I, listen, I want you to get this tonight, then I'll guarantee you on the authority of that book tonight, on God's Word, He saved you. If you can't believe and trust Him. Some people come to an altar, but they never get saved. My wife tells this story when she was, was she about five? Her friend went to the altar and she went up there with her. And she said, they prayed. She said, uh, they went up there, and she said, I went because my friend went. 
And she said, when we got up, she says it was a well-meaning lady, but she told us that we had got saved. She said, I pray nothing. I don't ever tell anybody that they got saved. I want them to tell me that they got saved. And that's what I want you to tell me. But listen tonight, we can hold our profession of faith without wavering. Why? For He is faithful, that promise. The faith that we place in the Lord Jesus Christ when we got saved. I, listen, you can trust Him tonight to keep you. You can trust that. You can believe that tonight. I pillow my head at night time. I don't have to worry about dying. I don't have to worry about dying in a car wreck. I don't have to worry about none of that stuff. Why? Because faithful. He is faithful that promised. If you'd come... And trust Him and accept Him. John 10, He said, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. He promised. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, uh, even, even, even to them that believe on His name. If you trust in Him, He saved you. Let's hold fast our profession of faith that way. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to fluctuate from side to side. He sealed us and he keeps us. We, that's why we can hold fast tonight. Because we've been sealed. What was it? Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Ephesians 1 talks about how that in whom also, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth told by the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that you believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He seals up. Just like that. I'm kept in him. Why? Faithful is he that promised. I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. God's always faithful. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but I know God will help you if you'll let him tonight. I know God's faithful. God was faithful to Elijah. God was faithful to Job. I mean, Job, I'm studying the book of Job in my daily Bible reading right now. It's where I'm at. I'm over where Elihu, that young man, he said, boys, you all are old and I'm young and I've sat here and kept my mouth shut, but all evidence was wrong. Job was justifying himself and them three friends of Job, they were accusing him with no proof. But yet God was still faithful to Job. Even everything that he went through, God was still faithful. And you know the thing about it was, Job knew that. Because he said, when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. I don't know what you're struggling with tonight. I don't know if you're having doubts. I don't know if your faith is weak. I, I don't know if you're fluctuating on your salvation. Let me say this tonight. You can come and get saved if you're lost. You can come and get saved. I believe God can help you with that tonight. I really believe that he can. Let's bow our heads tonight across the house if we would.